Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Doc and Son podcast. As always, with your host, my dad, Dr. Joaquin Barbara, Doc, and me, Son Santiago. Son, thanks for tuning in. Starting off, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there in the country and in the country of Ireland. I hope you all have had a splendid and festive day. And uh, furthermore, this is a very special episode I'm doing today because I've got an amazing guest on the show. My mother, Rosa Maria Barbara, who I call mom. Hi, how are you? That's her, yes. mom. <laughs> I asked my mom to be on the podcast to talk about a few things like uh, her role in my life and being a uh, major advocate for people in my condition. Uh, she's been my biggest supporter for the time I spent on this earth. The last 20 years, that is, to be exact. And uh, she knows me better than anyone else. <laughs> Excuse me. She knows me better than anybody else, uh, including my own dad. <laughs> That's what he says. So uh, uh, just buckle up, fasten your seatbelts, and uh, let's hear what she has to say. Wow. Thank you so much for that introduction, Santi. My pleasure. Awesome. So thanks for being... Um... Well, I'm honored to be here today in your podcast. Um, I want it very much. I've heard it and I love it. I love uh, all your comments on what you have done. So thanks for inviting me again. Well, the first time actually you've been here. Yes, actually first time. So what do you want me tell me? What, why do you want to um, talk about? Well, I would like the, everybody out there to hear uh, what is it that you do? Oh, okay. Other than be my mom. <laughs> well, other than be mom... Um, and the pain in the in the neck and you and your sister because I <laughs> no we are where the where are the pains in your neck <laughs> not really you're you're my pride and my joy that's who you are well um, I've been your mom you said that for twenty years and so you want me to talk about my advocacy work or what well, is it you want anything to... well, as long as it's related to me okay. and my condition. Uh, being autism okay so when um we first found out that you had autism or i first figured it out when you were like around 18 months old and um i saw that you were not paying attention when you were eating or when i was calling you um and um given that your sister had had a previous diagnosis of autism i suspected that you had a similar condition but most of the people told me that just because you have one child with autism doesn't mean that you have two, right? And you were a male and she was a female. So that boys are a little delayed in their language and how they crawl and how they socialize. So given that I'm a little stubborn, <laughs> as you know, um, I went with your dad and I got you a professional opinion to test you. And um, it happened that I was right, that you had some sort of autism spectrum disorder. We didn't know what at that time. And um, so I started, since I had a little experience with uh, therapy, we started to give you a lot of therapy. Um, and a lot of uh, intervention in speech and OT and physical therapy. Occupational therapy is OT. And um, as you and your sister started to grow and go to school, I figured out that therapists were making a big difference in your life, teaching you how to speak. But if I didn't learn what they were teaching you or the occupational therapists, 
you would only get the therapy like the 30 minutes that you were getting with them and how could you advance if I didn't help you at home so I started to learn a lot I decided to educate myself to read a lot and to watch a lot of videos and go to a lot of conferences and I started to give you the therapy do you remember that when you were little well, like vaguely I mean I was like mostly playing with Bob the Builder Thomas the Tank <laughs> Engine or uh, baby Mozart at the time yeah exactly and you know what so without you noticing actually we were doing therapy um, from all the things that I was learning on socializing and speech so instead of getting like three hours of therapy a, a week or four hours you were getting like 40 hours because I was doing the rest all the time but having fun playing etc so um, as you went to school I figured out that the teachers were not that understanding of autism and social skills and how to implement your special education plan and I figured out that I had to learn that too and I had to learn the law so I started to get involved in the education process and I started to get um, involved also in different organizations with other families and I found out that there were a lot of families like us who had children with autism or ADHD or ADD or dyslexia in school and didn't know what were their educational rights. You know that there's a law in the United States that gives a guarantee for children with disabilities to have a free and appropriate public education? See, no, I no, I was not aware of that. Yeah, and that's, uh, so that's how I, I learned it. And I became so involved and I learned so much that I started to get people calling me to help them out with their kids and even nonprofit organizations to the point that I got a call one day from a, a federal like agency and I got an appointment a gubernatorial appointment in the state of Florida to start advocating for families of children with special needs can you believe I like I couldn't believe it and it was all because I was motivated by you and your sister and I saw how much you advanced with my involvement in your life and I saw that many families didn't understand that the more that the parents are involved with their children and the more time that we spend with you the better you will do in the future whether you have a disability or not it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter it's, it's the quality time that I spend as a mom with you. And your progress was phenomenal to the point that people really don't know right now. I don't think a lot of people, if they meet you in person, do you think they know that you have autism? Uh, well, no, but um, they would if I explained it to them. If they yeah. notice uh, my, uh, they display odd mannerisms. Sometimes, yes, sometimes. But that's, you know, that's... You've overcome a lot, Santi. And um, I decided to share my knowledge, what I learned with you and your sister, with other families that might not have the same opportunities or the same resources that we had. You know, we've been blessed. 
dad was able to work and I was able to spend all that time with you and your sister. And then I thought it was a good idea to, to help other families and other children. Now, it's been tough. It hasn't been easy. Oh, no, no, it's, it's not at all. I mean, uh, dealing with the 24 and 20, uh, <laughs> 20, like maybe 44 years if you combine <laughs> together of uh, me and my sister, like uh, Mar- Mariana, like uh, giving you and dad a difficult time. Well, I, look, I don't see it as difficult time, but maybe different expectations. I have to be honest. At first, it was really tough because I didn't know what was going to happen with you and your sister. Honestly, I didn't know, and I would compare you to other kids. Um, I didn't want you to feel different. But you know what happened? I finally realized that you were perfect the way you were for me. And you are. We're all different. No one is perfect. I I, I get that, but... You know, sometimes I still, like, uh, it can still, I don't know, go against uh, what you expect, you and dad expect me to, like, uh, I don't know, control myself. Yes, well, I think, it, like I tell you, you're a work in progress, and it's a lot about trust, and I know you're a young man right now, but um, you've overcome a lot of things, Santi, you know, you, you couldn't talk, you couldn't speak when you were little. Well, what could I do? What did I do when I was younger? Well, you love to talk, repeat things over and over. Um, Don't I still do that today? You do, but you're able to look at this. We're having a conversation. Well, yeah, just because there's nobody else in the room, and it's just you and me, and I I feel comfortable uh, socializing with you. Okay. How about certain things? I mean, that I feel okay talking about other things. Like, uh, that's a different subject. Okay, so... So you're you're very good at certain things that are your interest, right? Like yeah. film. What else? Film and television, and maybe com- stand-up comedy. Okay. And like, um, I don't know, rock and roll. Okay, but I also think you're really good at history. Your memory skills are extraordinary. Correction, I was good at history. <laughs> no, you still are. You remember. Maybe I that. am. Maybe I am good at history. Maybe I just have it locked away because yeah. I've uh, found other interests. Yes, but you see, so those are the things that you talk repeatedly because you're really good at. And I don't blame you for that. But yes, that's part of mannerisms from autism. So, yes, it's, it's a little, yes, yeah, sometimes it's difficult. Because uh, sometimes you're, I can say it like stubborn, very stubborn. Uh, I guess I've got no arguments there. Yeah. So, but I, I have a question as your mom. Uh, sure. Go ahead. Like, okay. So, has it been? Have you? Are you okay with me being the way that? Have you noticed how much like I intervene in your life to help you, or did, do you see it as a pain also? <laughs> Do you really want the best for me? Yes. Well, okay, I see it as uh, both um, yeah. a pain and, jeez, uh, how do you just, how would you say it? Like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, a pain and a blessing. <laughs> a pain in the butt and a blessing in disguise. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I, I'm appreciated at least. Well, That's I want you to feel appreciated. Yeah. So, um, so that's what I do, and I, I've been, for example, 
um, chair of the superintendent's advisory for students with disabilities for the fourth largest school district in the country, in the United States, um, which it's been an honor for me. I've also served in the Commission for Disabilities for Miami-Dade County as an appointee for a commissioner, and, and currently I, I've been just reappointed by a new commissioner. And I still, I have a gubernatorial appointment by, by the governor. Um, I sit or advise in several boards in education. So um, it has been like my giving back to other families and to share my experiences about our life and advocating for families who, like I said, might not have the same resources as we do. Um, I wish I could do more, but I think living every day with you and your sister um, has made me a better person, Santi. It hasn't been easy at times, I know that, but it has made me, I think, every day a better person. I appreciate more all your progress every day when, you know, I, I see you talking with other people. I feel so proud of you, my son. Well, thing is, you might not know what it is I'm talking about and, like, uh, where the other people that I'm talking with, whether they're taking it well or not. Yeah, well... I'm afraid you might see that and you might feel um, ashamed or, like, embarrassed or, like, uh, disgraced or something mm -hmm. that uh, maybe it was... For nothing, like all your hard work into like helping me like improve in life, progress in life, it was just an absolute waste of time, mm. and that is the last thing I'd ever want to want you to feel. Oh my goodness, never! I don't want you to ever think that way because um, look at the young man that you are, honey. I'm I'm very proud of who you are. I would never be ashamed of you. Um, I trust that I have, I think I've given you a good example in life, right? And I know that you can trust me in anything. If, if you ever need any help, I'm here. But don't feel that way. I, I want you to know that I'm very proud. Very proud. Look where you are, honey. Could you say the same thing with my, with dad? Of course. What do you mean? Like... I don't know, does he have that same amount of faith and confidence in me as you do? Yes, but does it mean that we as parents, as mom and dad, like any other, we're concerned about your future with or without autism? You understand? Because times are difficult right now. It doesn't matter if you have a disability or not. We're in, in a very different situation with the pandemic. Um, there's a lot of social pressure. Um, you know, and we don't want you to feel at all pressured by society or to think that you have to do certain things to be uh, a young man or popular. Um, we want you to trust, be confident of who you are. You don't need to please anybody in life to be a good person, Santi, or to be popular, to have friends. And those are the things that are worrisome for any parent with or without a disability. I'm guessing uh, some of those trends that you think I need to be popular fit in with a certain type of group happen to be like doing drugs and alcohol yeah. and like um, club hopping or like uh, 
strip clubs or something. Yeah. Or like, uh, I don't know, getting involved in gangs or something. Or yeah. like, uh, what else? Cyberbullying or like... Uh, yeah, those are things that you see on television and on movies and on shows. And then you see those stories of people falling into that and then coming out and then rehabilitating. That is fantasy. And that that's what worries us, that you have like a point of reference about those things that are fake and there's no way back. Those are fantasy. Like the, what you see on movies, um, you know, the story that ends up well, that's fantasy. It doesn't happen in real life. So we're concerned that you see that as a point of reference in life. Well, not exactly. I don't see it. I know like how to uh, separate fantasy from reality. I, I know, but, but you might think that that's the way to experience life and it's not it's not safe and it's not good and there's still vulnerability what if you don't understand that as a person with an autism spectrum disorder you're a bit more vulnerable than other people and um, sometimes it's easier to be taken advantage of i'm even more impulsive than other people and, and more uh, yeah. thoughtless no not thoughtless but impulsive but also vulnerable because vulnerable in the sense that you don't understand the intentions of other people you might think you do but you have difficulty reading the intentions and you can be taken advantage by a man or a woman you understand it's either one and that's what worries your dad and I a lot and that you want to you know think that you want to experience what you have seen on tv or in shows and you don't have to in life actually to to be happy or to you don't have to I know that, but um, it's just I feel like there's something I, I should do, like, uh, I don't know, like to have s sort of a group of uh, peers. But don't you think you have them? Well, yeah, but some of them are, they're far away or mm -hmm. like, uh, I, I haven't been in contact with them for a while. Well, well, that those are the things that I, I, even though, like you said, like social skills, those are the ones that I think we have to continue trying with. The friends that you already have that you trust, like the ones that are here in Miami and the ones that are far away. Like, I'm not going to mention names because we're just a podcast and I don't want to. Well, well, well it, it'd be okay. I mean, like, they're my best. They're my close friends. They're okay. good friends. I, it, they, they wouldn't. Exactly. Well, I know you, they wouldn't mind. All right. Well, them, you know, like Ed and my, Roberto. Ed, my best friend, Edgar, uh, yes. Edgar Gonzalez up in FSU. Uh, Gonzalo, Gonzalo Montoya, yeah. he's here in Miami, uh, Roberto, Roberto um, Robert, I can't remember his last yeah, name. Yeah, but Roberto, so listen, that's, that's why, um, in autism, those three guys, those three guys, like, they're my, bros, they're my right? closest, exactly, they're my closest, so, two closest friends, mm -hmm. and I can trust them, exactly, and that is, and they got my back, maybe they'd even take a bullet for me, well, Santi, so, what I'm saying is that those are the people that you need to remain close to and not the people that you meet like in restaurants or in, you know, in places outside. Oh, I don't expect those people that I meet in restaurants or like whatever, like to be, be friends immediately. Just, you know, somebody to like uh, socialize with, like to pass the time. Mm -hmm. I, I don't expect uh, an immediate bondage or like an instant yeah. relationship. How about in the bowling alley? Uh, bird bowls. Uh, nothing. N nobody. There's nobody there to like. Mm -hmm. Because you really. They're don't... really not interesting if you if you ask me. Yeah, but you know that there's 
Yes, people don't really. Um, it's better to hang out with the family and the friends that you have that understand and respect you for who you are, right? The way you are. And that's what I hope that I have managed to do, like to um, give you and your sister the tools and the resources so that you could be independent when you, when, I'm when I am, when I move out of here, when you have your own job and you can find someone in a relationship, someone, a girl, a very pretty girl. Well, I'm, I'm nice. sure that'll happen one day. It will, Santi. It will, but it might happen sooner time, or later. All at its own time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One <laughs> step at a time, one day at a time, one minute, one second at a time. Yeah. Whatever at a time. Just as long as I make it happen. So tell me, is there anything in particular like have curiosity about me or like any? Anything? Well, no, I'm pretty sure um, from what you just heard, I'm pretty sure everybody knows quite a, quite some much about you. Well, um, I love cooking. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should taste her. You should taste what she cooks. It's out of this world. <laughs> Thank you. So I love cooking, and I love my mom and dad. Your people. My grandparents. They, they live like right across from us. Yeah. They're still around yeah. in their eighties now, yeah. and uh, to this day, she still loves them. Oh my goodness. To this day, yes. I mean, despite what they're <laughs> what they're going through in their uh, aging process. Yeah, yeah. They're old. So I, now I I have to kind of. The roles change a little bit, so now I kind of I'm helping them more. Although they still, you know, they help us tremendously, right? So well, you help them tremendously. Yeah, well, but I, they... well, I still, well, they they help me in a way too. A lot. Mostly, mostly my grandfather. Yes, yes. So, so those are I love cooking and being with my family, and although I would love to spend more time with you, right? This is very special for me today, but yeah, spend more time with me. Maybe right now I'm pushing you a little bit on the podcast. <laughs> I have witnesses now. Well, visual audio witnesses. Audio witnesses. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing this isn't a visual too. Otherwise, uh... yeah, I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my pajamas too, and I got a glass of milk and a chocolate chip cookie out in front yeah. of me. Yeah. I didn't want you to hear me munching down or swallowing the milk. <laughs> I agree. So. And uh, this is like the, look at this. This is like the longest one that I think I've ever recorded. Okay. It's about going on uh, 23 minutes oh, wow. and 20 seconds or it could be shorter than that like by the time I edit this. Okay, well. And I hope uh, if my dad listens to this uh He'll be really proud that I brought you on. I'm sure he will. And I'm very, I, I'm sure he will. I'm uh, no doubt about that. Well, thank you so much for and inviting I'm, I'm me. I'm going to be, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be visiting my dad soon, right? Yeah, probably next he's, week. He's uh, in uh, Sebastian River, mm -hmm. uh, whatever hospital that he's working in. We'll probably visit him by next week. Yep. Maybe even record the next one up there. Hey, that would be a great idea. By the beach, right? Yeah, we'll go by the beach. We'll probably walk through the town. We'll have a background, like seagulls in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seagulls. You'll hear seagulls, uh, uh, pelicans too. You'll even hear them like chirping or squawking in the background. <laughs> well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been an honor, Santi. Oh, that, 
course. And like, I love you. I love you too, Mom. And like to everybody out there, happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, Patty's. And uh, can I make a shout out to somebody? Sure, uh, well, besides Edgar, Edgar, I hope you're listening to this dude. Uh, still going on, Gonzalo and Roberto, you two, and uh, maybe also this. Ed's uh, girlfriend, Grace Berg. She <laughs> happens to be Irish too. Ooh, cool. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you too, Grace, and uh, to your mom who is 100% Irish. Ooh, awesome. Uh, I thought also her dad was Irish too. No, uh, <laughs> German, English, and some others. Okay. And I kind of thought that she'd be Jewish too because oh. Berg, I've heard, like, is also Jewish okay. last names too, but whatever. Uh, just. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. This has been Doc and Son, Episode 5, with my mom as my guest. And, uh, well, have a good night, good day, or whatever, and uh, wake up having a good morning tomorrow. And uh, just be grateful you got some parents who are mad enough to about you, <laughs> or crazy about you, just to keep you alive and healthy and, like, enjoying life. Mm-hmm. So... Is adios and uh, buenas noches. Buenas noches. Thank you. Adios.